This is the Rich Eisen Show. Right now, you have some cannons launching footballs on Sunday. 66-yard attempt for Justin Tucker. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. He makes it 51-yard walk-off field goal. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Warren Sapp. Plus, your phone calls, overreaction Monday, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes. So much to talk about. This should be a six-hour show, but we've got three hours to (laughs) nail down everything from week number three, with the exception of tonight's Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles contest that goes down on the worldwide leader in sports and on Westwood One. I will be hosting the pregame and halftime coverage of Philadelphia at Dallas on Westwood One. Dak Prescott is our first guest. He's calling in in about 19 minutes time right here on this program. And then in hour number three, in studio, first ballot Hall of Famer, Sir Sapp himself, the QB killer Warren Sapp will be here because he's been it. He was here in town because he did what Brockman and Del Tufo did yesterday, which is go to SoFi Stadium and watch the Rams take on the Buccaneers. <laughs> oh. Good to see you, gentlemen, here on this day. Good to see what? You, Rich. Why can't, what? I know. Well, I know. I'm it's telling so you. What? I can't hear. We'll hit that in a second. We'll hit that in a second. Good to see you, TJ Jefferson. How are you, sir? Well, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, boy. I, I got stood up this weekend. Whoa. But my quarterback is calling in the show, and the Cowboys play tonight, so it's all going to be okay. Oh, it's my goodness. Wait, wait, That's breaking wait, wait, news. What? what? You had a date? Well, uh, no, I didn't. Because I got stood up this weekend, but like Whoa. I said, wow. you know, what a showstopper! Wow, you know? but yeah. hey, but like I said, my quarterback's calling in, and I, mean, I got bad on someone who. Oh like, my who, goodness! Yeah, what happened? And varsity uh, plays tonight, so okay. it's going to be a good day, fellas. So and, and, and here I thought, wow, the bulk of week three activity, <laughs> exactly. college football. The Yankees sweeping the Red Sox in a wild affair. Baseball coming down to the last week. Tons of races. The NBA having media days across the landscape today and the conversation being around who's not there because they're not vaccinated and who was there at the Brooklyn Nets media availability getting questions thrown at them (laughs) over Zoom by David Letterman. That happened today. We'll have that. Daryl Morey speaking for the first time since the Ben Simmons Woj bomb coming out. Joel Embiid talking about Ben Simmons. As if we thought that wasn't enough, we're hearing that T.J. Jefferson got stood up over the week. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's number so, one. I mean, that's, I mean. Make that part of overreaction money. <laughs> you got it. Breaking news. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> that's breaking news. So let's start with the obvious. Let's go. There's a new best team in the National Football League, and they play just up the road. They're the Los Angeles Rams. You got to call them that when they de- beat the defending Super Bowl champs. You got to take, you got the first team to beat them since last Thanksgiving weekend when the Kansas City Chiefs did it in their house. You got to say it when they've got all the makings. They got all the ingredients. You got to have a defense. You got to have a quarterback. You got to have a wide receiver core that's tough to stop. You got to have special teams and you got to have the old home field advantage when you get people in your house. And the Los Angeles Rams check every one of those boxes. They brought Matthew Stafford in to win a game like this past Sunday. Could Jared Goff have won that game? 
Well, Goff did beat the Bucks last year. He did. Could he throw for 343 yards and four touchdowns with no mistakes? Maybe. But it's a different team. They feel different. There's a different feel to it. You feel when they drop back that everything's on the table. Everything's on the table. From the check down to the deep ball to every, the medium range to the not making the mistake. Don't take the sack. It all seems just right. And it seems big. It seems big time. And now, and now to the new dynamic duo, as I called them in four downs last week, and Stafford and Cup, two more touchdowns. To Robert Woods and Van Jefferson. Now you add Deshaun Jackson taking the top of the defense off. How many fans were like, where the hell did he come from? Yeah, didn't, see that coming. didn't see that coming. And Buck called it perfectly on the touchdown, the 75-yarder to start the second half. They were trying all day. And one time, one time Stafford underthrew it. The other time his arm got hit and he couldn't connect. Now he's taking the top of the defense off too. What? And Sony Michelle steps in and he runs it 20 times. Didn't get in the end zone, but 20 times. Jeff, that's more than enough. How many times did you see guys run the ball 20 times yesterday? Not Najee Harris. I'll tell you that. Pittsburgh. <laughs> You won't see it tonight with Zeke. I'd be surprised if he runs it 20 times. No need. They had a running back who ran it 20 times yesterday. They're balanced. And they can get you pressured from the four guys up front and the grown-ass man in the middle who will sometimes rush from the edge and Aaron Donald. And Jalen Ramsey will lock down on the back end. And they got a whole bunch of other young players who run like deer. And they can kick field goals. And they got Johnny Hecker to pin you inside the 20. And... Some wild, crazy 35-year-old dialing it all up on the sideline who needs a get-back guy who's bigger than him. <laughs> and McVay's Jack. That's And a general manager who's got D's nuts. <laughs> Testicular fortitude? To pull think? it all off. Yes. And that building is for... Real. When you said today, Chris, to start this thing, what, what? I can't hear you. It's for real. I told you this, folks, after I was there for the kickoff game against the Bears. It's loud. It's loud for both teams because teams that travel, yep. it's loud when you, when you, you know, from the fans of the opposite sideline to show up. It's loud in there. That canopy that's over SoFi Stadium, it, it's not a dome. It's a canopy over an outdoor stadium, and I don't know what it is. And they jacked the sound up too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when they're playing stuff during the, oh, the, the during the, the downtimes, it's just loud. it's a rock concert, and it is loud, and it is a distinct home field advantage. There were a, a handful of moments yesterday where there was a false start or some sort of confusion that you would see. And by the way. What did the Rams do to Tom Brady? What did they do to Tom Brady? They let him get his, but stopped him from getting in the end zone. It was unbelievable. Just one mere touchdown for TB12. They got the pressure up the middle, and they also kept him on the sideline, and they got him down fast. 
first time in Tom Brady's career. How about this? 44-year-old who threw for one and snuck one in, as I said, by the way. A 44-year-old sneaking in for the score in Los Angeles is a story as old as Hollywood. (laughs) Pretty good. Thank you. But what do they do? First time in his career. 400 yards, no interceptions, and he didn't win. How about that? Brady's still pulling off. You could still pull off a first on Tom Brady. Yeah, right. In the regular season, he's never thrown for 400 yards and not thrown an interception and lost. And that happened yesterday. Now, obviously, just three games in, lots more to come. Now the Rams start their division schedule. Arizona's next. Holy crap, 3-0 versus 3-0. How great is that one going to be in week four? And the 49ers last night took the L. Get to that in a second. The Seahawks appear to have more issues than not. So, the Rams are who we thought they can be so far in SoFi. They are all that plus the biscuit right now. You don't want to face them in that building. Mm -mm. We're all learning it in the NFL. That's a distinct home field advantage they didn't have in the Coliseum. Nope. Certainly didn't have it down in Anaheim when they were there for those cups of coffee. We're going off to St. Louis. Good luck. Good luck. Now then. Sunday Night Football, how great was that game? Mm-hmm. How great was that game? Was, I mean, just it game. was it was like an opera. It was some there was a drama to it. There was a drama to it. And it built. And it built. It did. There was yeah. because of everything that went down from January all the way to the first snap of this game. And their past playoff history. That too, obviously. I'm talking about the phone call. <laughs> That uh, that Shanahan got Stafford's going to Los Angeles. Well, take that tape and throw it out that I was grinding to see if that could be the answer. And then the phone call that everybody in the league got, hey, the Niners just traded a whole bunch to move up to number three. That phone call that Jimmy Garoppolo got that turned him from the guy that once upon a time was Jordan Love into the guy that's now Aaron Rodgers. Because you got some kid behind you. You used to be the Jordan Love. Now you're the Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers used to be the Jordan Love and the Jimmy G. To Favre. Now he's the Favre. And in the midst of all of this, on draft day, as Kyle Shanahan told us and confirmed to us after he kindly called into the show after the draft, yeah, I did call the Packers and Matt LaFleur just to see are you really? Is it Aaron Rodgers on the block? Is that really what's going to case? Like, could you imagine if they had switched gears on a draft day after all of that buildup from the moment they decided to move up to number three in the draft and essentially start the clock on the end of the Jimmy Garoppolo era? And then Rodgers is not made available, as we all know. And then Rodgers makes himself unavailable all summer long while we're wondering who's it going to be, Jimmy G or Trey Lance. And then we get to the summer, and it's Trey Lance and Jimmy G battling it out. And Rodgers shows up and says, I'm back, even though he never left. And then absolutely, you know what's the bed with the rest of the Packers in week one against the Saints in Jacksonville, leading everyone to wonder, 
certainly on the Tiffany network, as I saw, I don't, as you know, watch the competition when I'm, you know, competing against them on Sunday mornings. I heard all the comments certainly coming from CBS about Rogers not caring, looking like he doesn't care. Rogers heard it too, because after he won on Monday night in week two against the Lions, he surely made everyone know he heard that and certainly <laughs> told our buddy McAfee in his usual Tuesday spot on that program, he heard all that. And then Jimmy G came on this show this past Tuesday. We had our Jimmy G Tuesday, although it's not a regular spot, unless he's booked for tomorrow. Is he booked for tomorrow? Uh, uh, unclear. Okay, very good. Could be a thing. He came on Tuesday, and he couldn't have been more cool and straightforward he was about awesome. everything. Yeah. My job is to make sure I don't come off the field. I asked him, like, what's your long-term plan? Is your long-term plan to do what Rodgers is doing, essentially, which is keep winning, and all of a sudden, Jordan Love who? And it all came down last night after they took those shots from Green Bay to start. It came down to a moment right before halftime. Couple seconds left on the clock. Down a bunch. Kick that field goal, right? You got to get points on the board, right? No. Jimmy G out. Trey Lance in. And let's run it. Great call. Let's run it. And Lance scores because Trent Williams just road graded everybody in front of him. Touchdown, which is the call of somebody who has that long-term commitment contractually and management owner and general managers like do your thing kyle shanahan hashtag d's nuts what a call jimmy g out trey lance in but guess what jimmy g back in that's where they're gonna do it yep does jimmy g like hang dog down there no as a matter of fact they go out and score to start the second half they're now down 17 14 instead of being down by 14, they're down just by 10, and then boom, they start, they're down by three, and we got ourselves a ball game. But Rodgers does Rodgers things, doesn't he? He does Rodgers things, where he hardly misses a pass, gets that 10-point lead again. He targeted Devontae Adams last night over and over and over again. Adams, 12 catches, 132 yards, and... His last two catches being the most important because Jimmy G was the one who marched him down the field. Jimmy G's the one who marched the Niners down the field. Jimmy G didn't throw the pick at the end. He didn't wind up turning it over on downs. His one mistake was leaving too much time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. 37 seconds and only one timeout in his back pocket. And everybody has seen this movie before. The calls are coming from within the house. Sure enough, a couple of passes to Adams later, later. Mason Crosby comes out, and it's the Packers who move to two and one, and the Niners who fall to two and one in an exhilarating Sunday night contest that will have ripple effects throughout the season because we all know. These two teams have history, certainly in the postseason. Packers now have a tiebreak in their back pocket they can throw on the table and say, you're coming to Lambeau in the middle of the winter. We're not going to Santa Clara. Should that happen again somehow, some way? And the two coaches 
had a uh, chilly, quick old handshake tap in the middle of the <laughs> field because of that, maybe that phone call back in April. Hey, I know we go way back and stuff with weddings and what have you, but uh, is Aaron Rodgers available? <laughs> <laughs> what a drama. Incredible. And I'll just say this before we get to, get, before we get to Dak. Latest example of what were the Packers thinking? What were the Packers thinking? <laughs> let, me, let me just say it one more time. For the people in the cheap seats, Rich. For the people yeah. who may not hear me in Wisconsin, all the way from this set position in Los Angeles. Mike, can you turn his mic up? You're up, Rich. Let me say it one more time. What were the Packers thinking? <laughs> How do you not just stay the course? How do you not just stay the course? I know Father Time ticks. All you got to do is look at Pittsburgh, PA right now. Oh, man. oh yeah. No, we don't have time I get for that. that Father Time ticks. Brady's about to pass Breeze's all-time passing yard mark. Next week, could do it in the first quarter as he strolls into Gillette. Quite salty. <laughs> and Breeze will be there as part of the NBC crew. I know Phillip Rivers is coaching down in Alabama, and Eli got his spot in the ring of honor yesterday as the Giants... Fans booed the entire process with the exception of Eli because of what's going on in New York with Joe Judge and that 0-3 team. I know father time ticks foremost. But it doesn't appear to be ticking for this guy who just has a chip on his shoulder. He's got chips everywhere. And this complicated fella is making this decision very uncomplicated. Stay the course, especially when you've got the best receiver in the game when he's not getting his bell illegally run, rung without a flag on it, as happened last night. Devontae Adams is at the top of his game, and they're talking to Michelle Tafoya like this could be our last season together. What are you doing? Do you want me to send you the 10-episode DVD set, if those things exist, of The Last Dance? <laughs> And how we're all looking at it decades later? To use the Hamilton phrase, history has its eyes on you, and it's not going to be good. And you're sitting up there in the suite last night. You're sitting there thinking, what do we have in Jordan Love for a split second? No. In the same way, Les Snead is not sitting in his box in SoFi Stadium saying, yeah, but we don't have those first rounders. Yeah. <laughs> no. Here and now. Good Lord, what are the Packers thinking? Latest example. Let's take a break. Dak's going to join us. Warren Sapp in studio. You at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Overreaction Monday. Baseball. Ben Simmons intrigue. David Letterman throwing crazy <laughs> questions at Kevin Durant. Come on. 
And who stood up? T.J. Jefferson. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Greatest day uh, in the history of NFL Game Day morning yesterday. Greatest day. And I've done it. This is my 11th season. There's nothing's been better than this. Nothing's been. Look, I know the guys at work and all of you, you, Brockman, you, Del Tufo, you, TJ. Yes, I'll include all, I, all you folks. When I do something physical on the air, yeah, you, you guys have fun. I know my wife, who's probably listening right now, she always goes, oh, no, whenever I try something physical on the air. It's okay. It's all right. So yesterday, I got my notes in one hand, and they're throwing the football around, yeah. you know, and the whole thing. And Mooch is like, I'm not going to throw it to you. And I'm like, you can throw it to me. I, I got notes in one hand. Boom. Caught it. One-handed. Incredible. Later on in the demo, Kurt Warner, when we go out to the field, he goes, I want you to be the quarterback. You'll be Brady. I'm like, I'm a Michigan man. Fine. <laughs> I threw it to Michael Irvin, and this happened. Roll it. Hi. It's a run! <laughs> there it is! There it is! He dropped it. Impossible result. There is no better result. On a show where I've already made a one-handed grab. Give me a split screen of Irv dropping the one-handed grab and me having one on the same show. Honestly, when I pray to the football television gods every day, I pray for these moments. OMG. This was incredible. Earlier today. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> you know, you it's right there. Children are watching. <laughs> Daddy, man, better than Uncle Michael. Daddy, Michael. Daddy, Michael. Oh, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> and by the way, the look I'm giving when I grab one hand to grab is not like, how do you like me now? I, I do this all the time. It's because they clap for me like I'm a two-year-old who just made a boom boom. <laughs> now, nah, Rich, you should accept that look and just have that look say, yeah. I does this. So This is what I do. So I'm wondering, yeah. are my kids, oh, yeah, there's the look. That's right it, there. Rich. That's, 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 that's I does this. They're clapping for me like, yay. You ate all your peas. But it wasn't expected. It was an unexpected result. Here's unexpected result, too. My phone buzzes. I'm thinking maybe it's my kids. Check it out. This is Cooper texting me. I was watching. Nice catch, but you threw the ball like a slingshot, <laughs> like up in the air. Not good. A trampoline. Mooch gave you a spiral. Oh. And I thought, who the hell is this? Is this really you? He wrote back, yes, it was him. <laughs> Fantastic. That's your man right there. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with our television and radio wow. audiences together. Just showed how my... My child disrespected me after I uh, grabbed one with just one arm on game day morning yesterday, and then Michael Irvin dropped the one I gave him. I did try to baby it into Irv, so it, it fluttered. It did flutter. Well, like I told these guys, Rich, the funniest part about that is the he segment earlier, Irv was he saying how he doesn't drop balls, how his hands have provided for his family, and he would never drop a ball. <laughs> and then the next <laughs> segment, you ball. throw him the ball, and he dropped. It's amazing. Uh. It's really, honestly, I pray for those moments every day when I go to work and put a <laughs> microphone on at NFL Network. And I hope it's not an omen for tonight for you uh -oh. and the Cowboys. Uh-oh. Well, someone dropping. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh. Is our next guest on the phone line, Chris? Yes, sir. He is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys getting set for Monday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. He is none other than Dak Prescott. How are you, Dak Prescott? I'm doing well, Rich. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you being had, man. That's for darn sure, and I appreciate the calling. So um, how are you feeling? How's it going? I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling great, healthy, uh, ready to go, ready to get out there and uh, have a great week three home opener. I'm uh, just excited for this atmosphere. What was the most difficult part of your rehab? to get ready for this season, Dak? I mean, honestly, I'd say just the beginning. Um, the first couple of months when I was in a cast and on crutches or on the scooter and I couldn't really do anything, uh, Be I couldn't be mobile, I couldn't do a lot of rehab and things that um, I felt like I was accomplishing. Uh, so that was the toughest part. But the moment that I was able to, to start seeing progress and start um, knocking one thing off, started getting mo movement in my foot and walking again, Ugh. Um, from there, it was just uh, it, it was fun. It was a challenging process that I embraced, and uh, every, not a day didn't go by that it wasn't hard. But uh, I embraced it all and had fun with the process. And just now to be back and look back at months ago, uh, it's crazy. But I'm thankful for it. No doubt, crazy for sure. But when when did you finally get some traction on that comeback? I'm just trying to figure it out. How long it was? What point of the season was it for for the Cowboys um, without you? When when did you finally begin to start feeling that you were gaining traction towards positivity? On, oh on well, that? I mean, the first few months. I mean, what happened in October? Um, basically, I had another one in December, and so it wasn't until late January, mid January, that I was able to wow. to start walking again and start doing the small things that were that was going to be the beginning of the of the comeback and to start the physical rehab part more than just um, 
allowing the treatment and the stems and all that thing, but actually being mobile and, and making making a step was probably right before February. So literally, you made a step when you're saying like um, in terms of progress, not an actual step, right, in January or February, or was it an actual step? It was an actual actual step probably then. Wow. In, in early January. Wow. I mean, because so many fans, Dak, think that, you know, you're a young guy. Um, you know, you've got top of the top of the uh, food chain medical care. Of course, you're going to come back, and it's just kind of a no brainer. And now we're seeing you in the first two weeks look no worse the wear. And it's just, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm watching. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. Do you? No, I don't at all. But I mean, I give credit to the support I have around me. I give credit to Britt Brown in the training room, uh, Jim Mauer, Greg Gaither, Hanson Yang. All of those guys that uh, played a part in my rehab and played a part in pushing me and pushing me each and every day to to be better than I was before, um, and not only just rehabbing the ankle, but finding other ways to get better in every aspect of the game. Um, and it just is really showing. I don't think about it when I'm out there, and I feel like a better player than I was before I left the game. How so? How? Uh, I mean, in, in every aspect. I mean, I feel healthy in my lower body, but I'm working with my quarterback coach John Beck um, and Luke Miller. Uh, my upper body feels better than it did. Um, I've I've probably lost weight and in better shape than I've ever been. And experience, I mean, just five years in the NFL going into year six, um, it's all just starting to click, and I see things faster, uh, moving faster mentally. And I think all of that plays a part in just being the best player that I've been up to this point. Dak Prescott here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line getting ready for Monday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and then – and the opener against Tampa, uh, did you did you need to take a hit? Did you um, did you just after one throw just get out there go okay let's go? I mean, was it anything like that for you? Yeah, I mean before before I took the field, I had nerves and I was wondering will these nerves go away? But um, three games into it and thinking about five years, I've always had nerves, so that that was no different than any game. But after that first throw. Um, that first play, I mean, went in there, made a check, made that first throw. Everything went away, and it was it was back to normal. Um, and it was a great feeling. And just uh, I didn't need to take a hit, but I think later in the game when I took a hit, and especially when I made a run and made a cut, uh, is when I felt I just felt thankful at that point. Like, yeah, I don't even think about this. I'm moving. I'm making cuts. And as I said, I felt better than I ever have. And also, I've I've you know been around this a long time, Dak. You know, uh, I've seen athletes who get paid, or in your case, pizzade, and it's it's a pressure that um, that they're constantly trying to live up to it. I wonder what you think about that idea, Dak. Yeah, I mean, I've never played this game for money. Um, I've never wanted to make it to the NFL for the money. It was always about playing the game I love and doing it at the highest level against the best men there are in the world. So. Um, that, that's that's continued to be my inspiration, motivation every day when I wake up is being the best of the best. And it has nothing to do with what the paycheck is or what this position um, gets paid. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's, that's obviously great and it's obviously a blessing and it's a generational blessing. But um, that has plays no factor in my mind or any factor in what I wake up and do. That said, um, avoiding somebody like Aaron Donald or negotiating with Jerry Jones, which one is tougher? Yeah. Uh, I'd say... <laughs> I'd say worrying about Aaron Donald. I mean, I have great people that that I trust, and obviously, I trusted the Jones and the Cowboys organization and getting a getting a deal done. So um, I didn't put a lot of energy and focus into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, I just believe and had faith that I'd be here and trusted trusted my team and trusted them. And 
um, obviously they, they got me a great, great deal. They sure did, Dak. I, 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 you know, when I interviewed you at the Super Bowl before the 2020 season, uh, after the 2019 season, and I talked to you, and I told you the story DeMarcus Ware once told me that Jerry Jones, when he really is getting ready to sign on the dotted line, he calls you into his office with no agents, lights some votive candles, you know, and, and, and just stares at you and asks you if you want to be a Dallas Cowboy. Did that ever happen to you, Dak? Did that moment happen um, with you? Maybe not exactly that scenario, but we had a few office visits, um, and they were always great, but um, they, were, they were just really communicating um, at that point what both sides were moving towards and what both sides wanted. Um, but at the end of the day, um, Steven and Jerry uh, hashed it out with my agent, Todd France, and that was all on them, and I give them credit. Okay. Um, I just got a call from Todd, and then later, about a couple hours later, I was in, in the Joneses' office hugging and um, knowing that I had a future. That is. Were there no candles then, is what you're saying? No votive candles? There, <laughs> there no wasn't candles? candles, but there was lots of smiles. <laughs> I like it. Dak Prescott here on the Rich Eisen Show. The challenge the Philadelphia Eagles represent on Monday Night Football is what? For you? I mean, it's a division opponent. Um, you know, take the records away, take everything away anytime that you play a division opponent. But especially uh, starting off the season, home opener for us. Um, it's going to be exciting. Monday night football, um, we know that they've got a new coaching staff, so I'd say the, the biggest challenge is um, the, uh, the unexpected, not knowing if what, what, who they are is what they've done these first two weeks or if they're planning on throwing something out different for us because we're a division team. Um, but just going in there and sticking true to, to our rules and to what we, we know best as an offense. Uh, but I think it's important that we capture the momentum, we capture it early, feed off the home crowd, and Monday night football um, and start this division vision uh, off the right way with the win. Well, what is what the offense does best, Jack? Is it putting the uh, the onus on you 45 times to throw or the balance? Because we, we've seen both this year yeah, already. I think it's just the ability to be able to do either one, be able to, to, to um, really dial in, whether it's the pass game because that's what's needed or – as you saw last week, lean on the, the offensive line in the run game because that's where we're, we're making the hay. So um, when you have the talent that we have, when you have the, the chemistry, the core, the brotherhood that we have on this offense, you just you just go out there with the plan to be balanced. But if one needs to take over the other, um, we're willing to do that as well. And how is the fact that you've already gone toe-to-toe with the world champs and spent uh, a full day in the building where the Super Bowl's going to take place kind of give you uh, the knowledge that you have the ability to make a run to that stadium you just won in this past week and lift the trophy. What about Yeah, I mean, that? I start when you go back to the spring with the way that we came in and expectations that we put on ourselves as a team, the expectations and standards we're going to hold ourselves as as the offense and the defense and special teams. Um, we've had a great, we had a great off season that carried into training camp and then um, obviously starting the season off, um, as you said, going toe-to-toe with a team that just won it out, of, out there at their place, and then going on the road and, and beating a, a good team, a good young team that's got a powerful offense that the defense allowed us to make some plays. Um, we're creating momentum, and we're creating momentum. We're going to need it as we start off uh, at home and use this, uh, use it as a division um, against a division opponent. So I think it's important. I think it's all momentum that we can take and continue to carry, but build off of uh, to get where we want to be. How jacked are you, seriously? Like uh, that 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 this is happening to you in your life? I mean, what if I told you, you know, what's the snap cut to eight years ago? Hmm. What's going on right now in 2021 for you? What would you have said, Dak? Uh, very humbly, um, I probably would have would have believed you just on the fact of um, the expectations and the way and the standard that I hold myself to and um, just 
everything that's happening in my life, uh, I want it to happen. Um, and, I, and I wake up every day trying to hold myself accountable to be the best player and the best person and the best I can be in whatever role is required. Uh, and I've been that way for, for a long time, and I've only grown. And everything that's happened in my life has allowed me to grow more. Uh, and I'm just thankful, thankful to be where I'm at, thankful to be at a great organization with great teammates, great coaches, and great people around me that uh, continue to push me, and I just know everything's going to uh, continue to go up. And what would it mean for you to grab that Lombardi trophy, hold it up, and uh, hand it to Jerry Jones? Yeah, it mean everything. Uh, I play this game because I want to be a winner. I want to be a champion. And as I said, I've always dreamed about being in the NFL to play with the best of the best, but to be the best amongst them. And that's what that Lombardi Trophy does. And I think it's important for um, not only just the one I want to get, I want to get there, but for the Cowboy fans and for this organization. Um, I think they deserve to be back there, and that'd mean everything. Yeah, Jerry told us last year that uh, before the Super Bowl, where they won their third. He told the. He said he's prayed to the Lord and said, "If you give me this one, I won't come asking again." But he's ready to redo that deal, is what he said. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. We're going to go get. We're going to try everything that we can do, and be our best each day to go get him this. Uh, to go get him another one. Dak, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Good luck on Monday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's chat again soon. For sure, Rich. Thank you. That Always is great. That right back at you. The one and only Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How do you not love that guy? How can you not root for him? And I know everybody loves to root against the Dallas Cowboys if you're not rooting for them. No, no, I'm serious. No, no, I I mean, there's there's no gray area. It's not like, you know, I'm either here or... No, you have an opinion on the Cowboys. You either are like this guy who's head over heels, crazy, calls in the varsity and says, no, I'm really really not rabid, like out of my mind rabid, but I am definitely, you know, out of my mind rabid. (laughs) Or or you just want to see them fall flat on their face. There's no gray area. But even if you say you want to see them fall flat on their face, how can you not? How could you not love this guy? Right? I mean, even when you—I know I'm treading into water here. That's deep. Even when Jeter was playing, did you hate him or Bernie? Bernie Williams? Did you hate him? Nah, because they were so likable. You, the, 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 you, know, you hated Dak, that they weren't on your team. Dak has that yeah. quality, and you're so lucky, TJ. And I, I, I don't know what the malfunction is of anybody who would say that he's not an elite quarterback and worth the money. And I think he's proven that. Even two games in. Even two games in. And I understand it is a long season. Yeah. He might have a, a rough stretch or what have you. Or it, I, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about him making the mistake or anything like that. He seems to have his head screwed on straight. He's, he's suffered a, a, a major injury that he's come back from. He's your clear pole position leader for comeback player of the year right now. Yeah, that's not going to be yeah. close. And, um, man. If only likability be... were transferable to wins. Wins, you know, and I, great. But, like, yeah, it's awesome that you're likable. And, and defensive I, stops. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's the problem is that Micah Parsons is your best defensive player. He's a rookie right now. But it definitely Based beats on, having a guy back there that you don't like. That oh, but he's goes just out saying. But he, you know, he'll win it. He'll try to win it for you with 400 yards passing, or not make the mistake like last week against the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers are the ones who made all the mistakes, not the Cowboys. I'm happy with them. And you should. And I'm gonna just make it about me for a second because it is the name of the show, right? Well, you got your name on the mug. Rich. You know, when when's this gonna happen to the Jets? When's it gonna happen? Okay. When's it gonna happen? Yesterday was a rough day for Mac Jones. 
I knew that was going to be a rough day for Mac Jones. He's going to have days yeah. like that. Oh, for sure. Because he's still a rookie. Yep. You're not in the SEC anymore. Guys aren't always open. And teams like the Saints are going to come and hit you. Good defensive teams are going to give you long days. And we'll talk about Justin Fields later on. Because I don't know how great a defensive team the Browns are. It's just they've got some real horses up front. Yeah. And. But what's going on right now with Zach Wilson and the Jets. No touchdowns on the offensive end in eight quarters now. Jets have been outscored 46-3 to in the first half of games. There's not even a hint of a smell of a whiff of an upset coming. Four drops yesterday, so Wilson had that going for him, along with his five sacks and two interceptions again. In his first three starts, 25 quarterback hits, 15 sacks, seven interceptions. You get, when you're, you get your second-year quarterback coming out in his first games, you get uh, 20 years of uh, generationally amazing football. Six rings. Okay. And then you get your quarterback knocked out in preseason. Mm-hmm. One kid comes in and sends him to CBS Sports, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm now watching the Jets switch quarterbacks the previous one is 3-0. and This guy's 0-3. And, and I'll just say this. Who, you know, Robert Sala, all gas, no breaks, and then he needs to play boring. And he's probably learning on the job, too, there in the Northeast. You can't come out and talk about how great you're practicing. Because my thought would be, well, you should practice great if your team's not that good. Hopefully somebody's one side of the ball is going to dominate the other. He's got to walk in and challenge his coaching staff and then himself. More aggressive. On some of the play calling when it's short yardage. And tell the kid, get the ball out of your hands. That's it. Ball out. Ball out. Don't hold on to it. You're not in BYU anymore. It's been a rough start in three games, and it's tough to sit here and think he's the future, with the exception of him saying that he hasn't lost his confidence and it's going to make him stronger, which is good. And the one last thing I will say this, he's got to take his lumps. They can't be thinking of putting somebody else in there because he's unready. The more he practices in great practices, at some point it's got to show up in a game. But the whole idea is that the roster was going to be somehow equipped for him to be successful. Three games in, not so much. And next are the Tennessee Titans. Good luck as the diminisher comes to New Jersey with Ryan Tannehill. Hey, they should have like Sam Darnold at halftime, you know, and Adam Gase just staring around at all the quarterbacks (laughs) that he's ruined. (laughs) And franchises he's left in his way. <laughs> you had to I'm have sorry, known I when that happened I, that that was. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. I should. I should. I should take somewhat of a high road. It's just. It's very difficult. Nah, I like this. Nah, you're a fan. It's yeah. fine. It's fine yeah. to be irrational. Yeah. Take yeah. off your host hat. That was your fan hat. And New York football. Joe Judge owned oh, three. Oh. Yeah, not great. New York football's owned six. Ooh. Ooh. 
I even think about that. L.A. football, 5-1. and one. At least there's the yeah. New York Yankees. Oh, We'll hit that later on. <laughs> By the way, in the meantime, just duck, because Stanton might be hitting oh something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Did he get back on the juice or something in the yeah. last like, month? Oh, like, my oh, God. Man. Oh, wow. Last oh, no. year. The, uh, yeah, you know what it's called? It's, it's called an, the, the juice he's on. He's drinking it right now. It, on the side, it says Adavino Frisbee. Oh, that right around is terrible. That. Well, I mean, at least number at least, zero at least, in your program. At least number the umpires zero in your didn't heart. screw up the judge at bat with a foul tip. I mean, uh, come on, what the heck is juice? Let me just. What a terrible call! It's an awful call. But that's Joe West asleep behind the switch. I want that and then your stuff. your manager's like, play on. But it's not reviewable. Then what's he looking at? It? It's not a reviewable play. But like that, he had possession of a ball. That's not reviewable. Caught it. He transfers it out. I don't think so. Not on a strike like that. Let's take was, a break. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial your phone calls, and then uh, what is going on in Pittsburgh? That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks! It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What do you want Drew Brees to do? Well, we went and we did that piece at Boudin Bread Factory. Right. They made this great Rich Eisen Show logo. Right. I made out of bread. They lacquered it. And Rockman and I hold it, and we see if Drew can break it with a football. Little <laughs> toss. Is it like, like French bread? I mean, uh, uh, it's a sourdough base. Oh, this okay. is one of the most accurate throwers in National Football League There's history, a and I play. like that. I, I mean, it's... Are you checking that on the flight home? No. <laughs> no, so it's, and yeah, it's no, not edible either, right? Not edible. What about what about though taking one of the football breads and going and throwing? Let's make it him run out for a pass and see if he can catch the the bread the football yes. bread. Okay, so yes. we do that, and then and then this gets preserved. We don't have to break yeah. that thing, yeah. right? <laughs> see, or if he catches it, yes. then I get an attempt an attack. at the. Okay. You're showing off your leadership oh, skills, wow. is that Drew? You're yeah. showing off your leadership. Well, somebody's got to take control here. Let's okay. go. <laughs> Come on. Right. Let's go. You got to lick your. You got to lick your hands. Okay. Lick your fingers. All right. So, bread roll first here. Right. You got to run off for a pass. This is um. Wow. 
This has some. Uh, got some lights. We have some you know, lights. You know what though? I, I, the laces are protruding nicely. You see? The, okay. You see that? You see how that's just kind of well, it's, layered? It's, you're there. going this way. They, it's yeah. booting, booting bakeries. You got to run a real route. Is, right. is this filled with chocolate? Well, we want, you want to like a seven yard. Well, yeah, yeah. So just uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll just kind of pop them all here. Yep. There we go. Perfect. We'll post. You made that look easy. No! <laughs> All right, let's do All it. Right, so, Can we get that? Oh, no. This is terrible. This is dumb. I like this. I do too, Rich. So what am I, what am I doing? Do you want to go over here? Hold it down you here. You hold it? I don't want it, though. Come on, Drew. Just finally miss somebody. Miss a target for a change. Oh. Okay. I can't even watch. <laughs> right? No, no, no. <laughs> You're too competitive to do that. Here we go. Oh, yes! The best! No! The bread lives another day. I thought he was taller. No, Here you go. I, I only get one chance. That's it. I love it. Okay. Edit. One more time. Right. One more time. Here we go. No! 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 Thanks for coming on. Long time ago, man. He's Long got more hair now, Rich. It's weird. Time ago. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> at Rich Eisen Show. Hey, by the way, congrats, everybody. We're, we're 300,000 subscribers. Hey! <laughs> a shout out to our boy, Sean Mitchell, who's uh, behind the magic on so many of those uh, those uh, videos, on all the videos that you see right there. Good job, team. Good job, team. Yeah, three hundo. Good stuff. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Lots of conundrums in the NFL through three weeks. The worst ones, well, I mean, the worst ones are clearly the ones where there's no way out. There's just no way out. And I'm not talking about like 0-3 Giants, 0-3 Jets, 0-3 Jaguars. I'm not talking about that. Because with the 0-3 Jets and the 0-3 Jaguars, at least they got their young quarterbacks. And last year, the Giants were 1-7 and seven and damn near pulled it all off. So, And there's an extra game this year, and you don't know, right? I'm, I'm honestly not talking about that stuff. And I'm not talking about the, the Bears, too, with Justin Fields. Because Justin Fields is clearly a very talented kid, no matter how long a day he just had. Now, the no-way-out situations are, are, are the ones like the, the Steelers, who say we're going with Big Ben another year. Mm-hmm. Big Ben wanted to come back that the 11-game winning streak that they had to start the season, last remaining undefeated team of 2020. And then it all went south after that. And then you just got to sit there and figure, we'll just get the 11 wins season back. You know, those 11-0 and Steelers, we, we're still that team. Not if the quarterback is suddenly, poof, like Kaiser Soze, gone. Big Ben is a Hall of Famer. He will have a bust Canton, he will have a jacket to go with the gold that he has on his uniform for all these incredible years in Pittsburgh, PA. But after seeing the first three weeks of this season, and I very rarely use this word because it comes across as disrespectful, and that is not my mantra. It is not at all. It's not where it comes from. But sitting in this chair on this show, I have to shoot everybody straight. The word that leaps to mind, and this is a very difficult word to say, but I'll say it anyway, is washed. Washed. And it's not a want to, 
Clearly he wants to. It, it, it looks like a can't do. It does. And it's more than just that. It's, it's everything together. It's a team game. We all know. It's a team game. I, I, I never thought I would see the day where I saw a Pittsburgh Steeler team with a running back with the history and the expectation level of this rookie running back in Najee Harris. And I said on our first down and four downs last week, they got to get his run game going. 14 times for 40 yards, 2.9 yards per carry. And that's with a 20-yard run. That was his long. I've never thought I would see the date 19 targets. You're targeting your running back 19 times. He had 14 catches for 102 yards. Now, Le'Veon Bell was a guy who would always come out of the backfield, and that was great too. But he would also run it down your throat. There's no balance. Ben Roethlisberger is pushing 40 with a bad peck, and he threw it 58 times. And this game, the most it was ever out of reach was 21-7. That was it. You're just down two scores. That's it. That's it. The Lions have come back almost from worse than that. Mm-hmm. And you're just targeting your running back. The worst one is, and this is the one where I'm like, what happened? What's going on? How does this happen? They're down 24-10, three minutes to go. It's fourth and 10. They're in the red zone. They've got to score a touchdown. Ben hikes it, flips it out on the spot to Najee Harris. It's not a screen pass. It wasn't a screen as expecting all these people. You're just dumping it off. They didn't even throw it in the end zone. That's one of the few times where I would have taken a fade pass. <laughs> Some you can't dump it off. Something. What was that? Harris got surrounded, knocked out of bounds, game over. With three minutes to go, head for the exits. Drive home safely. Neck up, neck down. That quarterback doesn't survive in an NFL campaign. He's going to the hall. Ben, you're going to the hall. But I don't know what the way out is here. They're banged up up front defensively. The offensive line clearly isn't. Can't, uh, they, 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 they won't commit to a run. 14 for 40. Najee Harris busted a 20-yard run. So it's 13 for 20, really. Yeah. Run game's non-existent, and your 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 most go-to receiver is your running back? They weren't supposed to stretch the field. Last year, that was their problem, is that everything was from 10 yards and in from the line of scrimmage. Everybody knew they weren't going to go deep, so they just put everybody up front. They didn't have any running game. That's how they got bounced, despite being the lone remaining undefeated team, last remaining undefeated team in 2020. Now... The shrug emoji team in the AFC of 2021 is revealing itself to be, where do we go from here? Hour number two is for you. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll take your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Coming up next, my thoughts on Justin Fields. I've had quite a few of them the last couple weeks. And Warren Sapp in studio. What are you going to do? Are you going to bench him? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. There's no way out. Because you've already shown, Mason Rudolph has already shown you he's not the next. But it, it, This would be the Mike Tomlin move of, of Mike Tomlin moves is to say, let's see what we have in Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Because you can't go to Mason Rudolph. We've already shown you what, 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 what he's done. Right. Last year, that was your shot. Two years ago, that was your shot. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things. It just appears to be no way out here. Yeah, it seems Except like- you got to come back and you got to go back to work and you got to keep trying to win games. 
The Ravens are in front. Now you're a game and a half behind the Bengals. I told you they're not your homecoming anymore. I, I, I honestly don't know what the, what the answer is. They're at Green Bay next. And then home for Denver, home for Seattle. Bye at the Browns, who would love to hit the knockout punch in the middle of the season. Brother, you can't convince me they're going to win any of those games. Correct. Not the way that they're throwing it. No. Not well. I mean, they might. They got to get healthy fast on defense. They could beat the Bears, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. By that point in time, I think the Bears should be improved. Yeah, I, uh, they have to be. There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Nowhere to go but up. Fire Nagy is trending today. No, I mean. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I, I, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not an X's and O's guy, and we'll talk about that in a second. But the scheme looked a little off. I don't know how limited they are. We, you, we have, again, we're not, I don't want to use up too many of my uh, comments that I'm about to give in a full-on approach towards it. You know. And then there's the Chiefs defense. We haven't hit that yet. We got to hit that. Andy Reid is apparently better, which is good for many reasons. They got a big game coming up this weekend, too. They're in Philly. I was there when Andy Reid returned to Philly that one time. Yeah. They put the video on the board and all that business. That was bananas. So, Chiefs are one and two in the AFC West. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Mm. You ready to talk Sixers basketball, too? Because that's all <sighs> over the map today, man. I don't even know what's going on there, man. Jeez. Oh, boy. All right, so we're going to have to take a break, and we're going to have to map this out. We have too much. <laughs> too much. Not enough. Too we could have had six hours. We could have done six. We could have done that. Too yep. much. Certainly since you were Superman before the show to get us on the air, Mike. boy, Mike. Da, 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 da. I don't like being Sully. Da, da, da. I feel like I'm yeah, Sully. Just, this is great. He's feeling, he's feeling great. His Rams won. <laughs> the Yankees won. Notre Dame won. He fixed the show before the show. He had a good show. Friday night music show, I'm this sure. I did, actually. There he is. Yeah. Hour two coming up. 